This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 182 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one dedicated to the world of UFC. Loads to talk about over the next hour or so, so make sure you stick with us. If you've only just stumbled across us, please subscribe. We're here every single week talking this nonsense. Uh, you can get us on iTunes, Fight Disciples. You can get us on our website if you're an Android user, fightdisciples.com. And you can get us on all social medias, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I thoroughly recommend that you uh, follow the Facebook page this week uh, because we're going to be at UFC London um, from uh, backstage making videos and chatting to the main protagonists and some of the not-so-main protagonists that have nothing to do with UFC London but are big names in the world of UFC that are going to be there. People like Bispin and George St. Pierre and Paige Van Zant. Uh, so therefore, we'll get little videos uh, with them on our social media at some point this week. So make sure you're on it. All right, at Fight Disciples uh, on all those uh, uh, on all those social media outlets. Now, listen. Thank you so much um, for the very kind words that I received um, over the last. Well, at the back end of last week, I was doing a radio show that a few people listened to, and I dropped a little bit of a clanger. You won't listen to this because I know you don't listen to me when I'm on the radio. Um, but I dropped a little bit of a clanger. Bear in mind, yeah, so Mm -hmm. I, for those that don't know, and if you listen abroad, if you're not listening in the UK, we have a radio station here in the UK called TalkSport, and not only does it cater for obviously boxing and UFC and various things like that, but he also caters for all different types of sports. Now, on Thursday night of last week, I was asked to do a different time slot, and that different time slot coincided with Arsenal's game, this is in the world of football, Arsenal against AC Milan, Mm -hmm. okay? So my job was obviously to pick up off the back of that game, take phone calls from fans and various things like that, yep. and obviously analyse that game of football. Easy, yeah? We're mm-hmm. football fans. Easy game, yeah? Piss, yeah? Easy game. And it was easy. We started first 15 minutes, absolute walk in the park. We're talking footy with my, uh, my team of people that were working with me, loads of ex-pros and various things like that. All good. Now, for some reason... After about 15 minutes of this show, I decided just to add a little bit of flavour. You know what I mean? I don't just want to talk sport. As you as you, as you, you know, if you listen to this show on a, on a day-to-day basis, we're not just about whacking people in the face. We try and give you a little bit of lifestyle. Nick will tell you a little bit about his life. I'll tell you a little bit about my life. And hopefully that makes you like us more as human beings and maybe want to come to an event with us and have a pint with us. Yeah, that's, that's why it's done, okay? Um, so after about 15 minutes of this radio show that I've been doing, I decided to talk about Mother's Day. Okay? Now, here in the UK, we were celebrating mums on Sunday just gone. It's Mother's Day. And basically what I was saying is, lads, don't forget. Because we're forgetful bunch, aren't we? We forget stuff like that. Make sure you get yourself down to the card shop tomorrow. Make sure you go and get yourself your your mum a little bit of something. Because let's be honest, your mum brought you into this world and she's the only person that's got the right to take you out of this world. All right? So I was basically just referring to Mother's Day. And I went round the team, didn't I? dickhead i went round the team and said you sorted your mum out you sorted your mum out for mother's day and it all started nicely laura was stood there uh, one of the ladies that's on the show with me she went yeah sorted me mum out we're taking her out for a little bit of something to eat on mother's day great stuff i went round pat are you uh have you sorted your mum out yeah 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 sorted me mum out i've got everything sorted we're gonna do a little bit of something on sunday Stuart, what about you silence Stuart, have you sorted your mum out i went um my mum died a couple of weeks ago. It's still a bit raw, Adam. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> penis. OK. 
Okay. Uh, anyway, Arsenal. Arsenal Wenger out. Jeez, eh? Jeez. Biggest bollocks I've ever dropped there. He had to spend another... T- well, he took 10 minutes out just to just to catch Fuck's his breath. Say, cattle. And then I cracked on with the rest of the show. He's a pro. Well done, Stu. Superb. Uh, but the moral of the story is always ask your team pre-show if there's anything in the show that could upset them or take them to the next level. In Stu's defence, you were talking about the fucking Europa League, Arsenal versus AC Milan. He probably didn't expect you to suddenly start yeah. pushing, uh, what are you doing for your mum on Sunday? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And with it being so rough that she'd only passed away two weeks ago, you know what I mean? It could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, there'll be none of that on the show. I'm not going to ask Nick anything about his life, just in case I upset him. Um, we don't want any of that. That's we don't good. want any awkward moments. We yeah. just want to talk about... Um, the... Let's not talk about any kind of TV shows or anything of that nature. Do you want to? No. Other people do. I'm going to go through my social media feed. Now, um, you may have seen that uh, Nick has been doing quite a lot on the uh, UFC, the European feed, actually. He's been, he's met, his face is on quite a lot. You, you can't miss it. It's in white. Well, it's not widescreen. It's just the way his face looks. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's been doing quite a lot to camera. Obviously, talking about UFC London, which is coming up this weekend. He's been paying homage uh, to Michael the Count Bispin. Even Bispin sent you a little message, didn't he? Saying, "Oh, thanks for the message, man. See you. See you when we're in the UK." Don't know why I'm doing a shitty accent because he's from Clitheroe, but you get the gist. <laughs> um, but you were on there, weren't you? Sticking your big grid on there. I found it. How quite... big was my head? Though? Well, I found it quite weird to watch, mate. Because I think I... Ben Chili's the producers hmm. fucked me over here because my head just looked giant. I look like a bobblehead. His time, his times did up, hasn't it? I um, I find it quite weird because obviously I spent a lot of time with you, and that's the longest period of time I've ever seen you on camera with a microphone in your face uh, without dropping an f bomb. I thought you did. <laughs> I thought you did really well. Or offending anyone? Yeah, a la Chris Eubanks Senior. Yeah, yeah. Were you reading the script? Is that, is that, <laughs> they weren't allowing you to talk off the top of your head. <laughs> Nick, read this. Don't go off piste. Don't say anything but, that's uh, in your head. Just read this. That monologue about uh, <laughs> UFC London and discussing UFC London and the effect on London. Uh, sorry, UFC England. It was. That was actually like two hours long. They were they were able to cut it? cut it down to yeah, about yeah. eighteen minutes yeah, yeah. of uh, of stuff that wasn't me effing freestyling, effing and blinding. You you going off on a, on a, your own little tangent, saying whatever it is. It, yeah, yeah. I can when do a when posh you for listen, no, no, no. When you get hired, when you get hired for a job, Nick, you've got to kind of stick. It's not like us. This is I was our own. Say, Mister Foxy Bingo, don't start fucking hey, pop at me. I read scripts, mate. It's your, it's your posh voice. I read the script. That's all I do, right? They, they, as long as they're paying the invoice, I'll read whatever fucking script you want. <laughs> With this. With the fight disciples, it's all off the top of our heads. We just turn in and we just rock and roll, right? When you go for your job, when you go and do your UFC stuff, they want a certain job delivering, don't they? Yep. You can't give your opinion, Nick. Of course. Not, nobody wants your real opinion because you'd fucking shut the station down. Nobody <laughs> wants that. Nick, read this, sunshine. Uh, for those that don't know what we're talking about, it's all over the uh, social media at this moment in time. Like I said, you can't miss him. He's bloody big moonheads all over the uh, all over the feed. It's been retweeted about several thousand times just so uh, people can have a little bit of a nose. And we're looking forward to UFC London, aren't we, mate? Because yep. we're both going to be there. Yeah, we can't wait. I can't wait. Um, you know, let's, let's not let's not kid anyone here. It's not the greatest card UFC have ever put on. Far from it. But regarding names, it's you're enter- talking, yeah, though. but it's an entertaining card, you know. And I think in the past you can get wrapped up in. We do it all the time. Everyone does it. You get wrapped up in the pay-per-view events. You start, oh, fucking hell, Khabib, Tony Ferguson's around the corner and this mm. is happening and Steve Ace fighting DC. And yeah, it's great. But, you know, more often than not, it's the fight night events, the the, the regionalised fight night events that absolutely, you know, set on fire. And mm. this one this weekend, the fact that we've seen the co-main before, we've seen a lot of these fighters fight in the UK before. Most of them are UK-based fighters. But don't sleep on it because when you sleep on these events, 
that's when you end up missing something a bit special. And there's fighters on here with the kind of talent where we could see something a bit special. Mm. I find it a little bit weird as well because, like you say, there's a, there's a lot of UK-based fighters that are on this card and obviously we're a UK-based uh, podcast. And therefore, over the years of us doing this, they've kind of become our mates. And I, you know what I'm like with stuff like this? I kind of yeah. like having no emotional attachment to a fighter. I kind of like just going to the you can event. be kind of brutal then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just be an arsehole, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I can enjoy watching them get the shit beat out of each other. However, when your mates up up there in the cage, it's a totally different emotive experience when you're watching it. Like, for example, Danny Roberts, good pal of our show. He's been on many, many times. He's fighting at the weekend. I'll be watching it through my fingers thinking, come on, Danny, just knock him out. And then it's all over. And then we can all <laughs> have a bit of a crack. crack. <laughs> then we can all have a bit of a crack. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very hard to watch your pals have a fight, isn't it? It is, of course it is, because, you know, you, you can't help but get emotionally t- attached to people. You know, certain people's personalities just click with you and you just resonate with them. Mm. Danny's certainly one of them. Um... Um, Paul Craig, Paul Craig's another one. Paul Craig's an absolute diamond as well. Yeah, got a great backstory. Um, you know, it's it, it, it's tough. It, 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 Jimmy as well. I've got a great relationship with Jimmy Manoa. Yeah, it? even though he calls me Tyson Fury every time I see him, I, I fucking he's great, Jimmy. You know, and I just hope he's switched on for this fight because he's he's fought and beat Jan Blachowicz before over yeah. in Poland. So it's sometimes it's difficult when you go over old ground for for what I see. Absolutely fucking no reason whatsoever, except the ma- the matchmakers have uh, have got no fucking mm. imagination. That's the only reason this fight's happening. One thing that I will say, if you have got a ticket for this, you're in for an experience. If you've never been to a UFC event oh, before, yeah. Fuck and, yeah. and, I mean, we're not blessed to have a ton in this country. Everything nope. come round once in a blue moon. But when they do come round, what what I will say is, if you're a boxing fan going to this, and you're used to going to boxing events on a regular weekend or whatever, and you thought, oh, I'm going to, I'll go and have a look at the UFC, and you yeah. go into a proper UFC card. It's a big UFC card. There's quite a few fight disciples that weren't UFC fans that from our show have now become UFC fans, well, and they if, may be going. Well, if you're one of those that have thought, fuck it, I'm going to buy a ticket, I'm going to go to yeah. this at the weekend, you are in for a show, right? Because Absolutely. The, because the first fight could be the fight of the night, Yep. as could be the last fight yep. could be the fight of the night. Each one is equally as entertaining. And not only that, because there's so much local talent that doesn't fight week in, week out here in the UK, they will be well supported. The atmosphere in the O2 is going to be absolutely booming. Yeah. Booming, mate. And it's a proper show. They put it, they know how to do it. They're American production. They know what they're doing, don't they? It's a cracking yeah. show. They, they absolutely know what they're doing. You know, the, a UFC event is like no boxing event you've ever been to. And I include that Anthony Joshua show in that. You know, it's amazing seeing Anthony Joshua with 90,000 people at Wembley or whatever it may be. It's an amazing experience. But until you've been to a UFC card from start to finish, there's a reason why... At UFC events, at least 50% of the crowd are already in for fight number one. Yeah. Because you're right, fight number one can be as entertaining as, as the 12th fight, the main event, because mm. that cash bo- those cash bonuses are available to everybody on the card. So it makes everybody fight for their lives. And, you know, with the UFC as well, it's the creme de la creme. It's the Champions League of Mixed Martial Arts. So mm. every guy on here is already a regional, domestic, you know, uh, uh, national-level champion just to even catch the attention of the UFC, yeah. to be signed by the UFC. And it opens so these up, guys are the best of the best. And it opens up with Mark Godbeer, and he's a fan's favourite. People will absolutely be uh, out in force to support him. If, you, if you're going to start any kind of show, heavyweight. why not start with a heavyweight? <laughs> 
Why not start Put with a heavyweight? a big hitter on first, just Absolutely. to get the crowd pumped up with a knockout. That's what you want, isn't it? Exactly, that's how you do it. But <laughs> the, the entire UFC events, you know, as I say, until you've been to one, you won't, you won't know what, what, what you're about to experience, but you will definitely come out of this event on Saturday night with a smile on your face, purely because of there's so many narratives on there in the UFC. That's what they do. They, their business thrives on narratives. You will know everything you need to know about Kajan Johnson before he fights Stevie Ray and vice versa. Mm. It's not just the main event. Everybody gets airtime, videos. You, know, you, you get bought into each fight before they even begin. Mm. A lot of redemption uh, narratives for British fighters. I know we mentioned yep. Danny, Paul Craig. There's a couple on there, isn't there, that you think yep. to yourself, right, boys, you know what I mean? You've gone away and you've fought on different cards and it's not necessarily gone your way. Yeah. Let's get back home in front of what you know and put on a big show. It's a big night for a lot of our boys. It is, yeah. I include Tom uh, Dukenwar in that as well. You know, Tom... While he's French, look he at you. Built us. Do you know what I love, right? Ben Chili corrected me yeah. on his name. You can tell. No, can't no, no, you? no, no, no. Because no, you've been listen, calling him listen, for about four years. Listen, Ben Chili, <laughs> you and your mum in down under twang coming in here and wrecking my show, right? <laughs> part <laughs> of part of the fucking sell of the Fight Disciples is that we pronounce every fucker's name wrong. Stop correcting my man here, right? I can tell when he's been down to BT Sports, and I can tell he's come back with all these different pronunciations. Oh, you mean Jacesi? No, I mean I don't mean Jacesi. I don't mean him. Dear Kessisi, that's who I mean, right? What I'm going to talk about? Who, who are you saying? Tom Dukemois. No, it's not Dukemois. It's the Kesnoy, right? <laughs> it's the Kesnoy. Absolutely. So, for those that want proper pronunciation, you listen to the Fight Disciples. Yeah. It's, it's our way of pronouncing those fights. That's right? true. So it's, who, who is it? De Kesnoy, yeah? De Kesnoy. De Kesnoy. Tom De Kesnoy. Right, yeah. so stop yeah. listening to Ben Chilly and the proper pronunciation. <laughs> De Kesnoy. Right, get on with it. Tom De Kesnoy. He's another fighter that's coming off a loss uh, and we had such high expectations for him. Any MMA fans, I'd say he's French, but he built his career mm. here in the UK. Uh, he's got a massive fan base here as well, so I'm expecting him to bounce back and bounce back in style too. And you know what? I really want to see. Obviously, we want to see Danny win. That goes without saying. Right, yeah. Marshman, Bradley, Scott, both those guys, two British welterweights uh, who have had, you know, their own struggles in the UFC. Bit of a bit of a, another big fight for Bradley Scott. Actually, another kind of a a domestic rivalry fight where he's got to win to stay in the UFC. He's just he's just had one of them fights with Scott Askham. He won. Scott Askham gets binned from the UFC. Then he goes away, loses a fight, and now they've matched them again with another British fighter. Uh, in Jack Marshman, who's also had a loss. Mm. And I feel like whoever loses this is probably going to get kicked out of the UFC as well. So there's loads of little narratives in there. Um, one thing I do want to see more than anything, though, and I'm gonna, when I see him in London, I'm going to pull him to one side and say this as well. You, you're going to get in the ear of a fighter yeah. whilst we're in London and give him a little bit of a... Yeah. a little bit, are you going to tap him on the ass as he make, makes his uh, ring walk? No. Just a little bit of a pep talk and a tap on the bum. I'm going to have a stern word. Oh. I'm going to have a stern word with... Rocky Edwards, Leon Rocky Edwards out of Birmingham. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. You're going to talk about microphones now. I am. I'm going to talk about microphones now. Because this guy has been in the UFC. He's on a five-fight win streak in the UFC. Sorry, this this could be his fifth fight. His only loss in his last seven was against Kamari Usman, who's now top 10 ranked. Yeah, yeah. Now, fucking Rocky is right up there. He's always on the... He's ranked 15, isn't he? Yeah, he's, 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 he's up there because of the graft he's put in. But you know what? He's had at least twice as many fights as Darren Till. And he's won more fights than Darren Till. Yeah, Darren Till is a legit world title contender because, yeah, he's you know potentially we can we can see Darren Till as a monster, and we genuinely think Darren Till is a, a future world champion. But, but Darren Till has got there because he understands the business. 
Leon Edwards, for me, doesn't understand the business, doesn't understand how fight sports works. It's show business. You've got to put on a show. And while he compete, while he fights inside the octagon, yes, he's he's been grinding out wins, but he's been winning. That's all that matters. But if you combine that with a little bit of chat on the microphone, with some incentive, if honestly, if Rocky Edwards and hopefully he does win on Saturday night in London mm. if he gets on the mic and Dan Hardy says oh, fucking another great win that's five on a swim now Rocky you've ranked in the top 15 son what's next and if he dares say whatever Sean Shelby or the matchmakers want to give me I'm happy I will literally scream I will literally scream because he's got to call someone out now you know he's what I, got you know, to be proactive with you, his career do you know what I want right just just for shits and gifts if you're not going to the event of the weekend and you're watching this on BT Sport just make sure you've got the fight on it's the first one on the main card right so uh, Rocky's on there he's fighting a kid from Poland in Peter Sabota so once that fight's over let's hope that Rocky's won he's on the mic with Dan and he says that What? just tune in at that particular point right because there'll be loads of memes and gifts off the no! back of it no because Nick will fucking jump the cage right and he'll take him out I will I'm going to do a Conor McGregor just, I'll just yeah, climb straight the, cage in the cage and and what the fuck are you him. talking about man I'll double leg him <laughs> take him down take him clean out I'm going to say to Dan I'm going to, I'm going to say to Dan beforehand don't let him get away with a, whatever the UFC want me to fight I'll fight next shout because that's bullshit like, how long does Rocky Edwards want to stay in the UFC before he actually gets an opportunity? Further? All he does, he, his, his career, he's winning fights, he's winning fights, he's winning fights, but Make he's not noise. progressing. Make noise. Peter Sabota, this is a guy that's on a similar level to him. He hasn't once had a step up. Yes, Kamari Usman, you know, a couple of fights ago, but he's won four straight since then. Mm. Kamari Usman's being talked about as a potential title challenger, or certainly in the next 18 months, 12, 18 months. Leon Edwards has had four wins since, but he's not. He's still just Leon Edwards, mid-level and he's UFC been, welterweight. And he's been flashy with them wins as well, he's man. Been, exactly. This is what surprised me. He fights so entertaining. Rocky as well. He's got, he's got everything about him. He's the complete mixed martial artist. But when he gets on that mic, he falls apart. Fall, he just, he just, he's got, he offers nothing. And to the UFC, it, it's not good enough just getting to the UFC. For some guys, it is. For some guys, it's career-defining. You get in the UFC, you get to go, wow. And for the rest of your life, you get to go, okay, I'm doing privates now. And on your poster, it says, Adam Cattle, former UFC fighter, yeah. private lessons. Because that's what it says. Instead of, instead of £25 a class now, it's £50 a class because you're a former UFC fighter. Some guys are happy with that. But I want more for Rocky Edwards. I think he's got potential to do more. Mm. I want him to move up the rankings. He's if, got to get his patter going. If anybody can make his, uh, a Rocky Edwards mask, and what we'll do, we'll stick it on Nick, and then we'll do a switch. So Pop at the end in. of the fight, at the end of the fight, we'll just slide him on in there. And if you know, all right, there'll be a bit of a scouse twang in there because I don't think you can do full on Jamaican, can you? Uh, but he's brummy, isn't he? Well, he's all right, Jamaican. mate. I'm Kevin Survey. <laughs> all right, mate. Yes, it's me, Leon Edwards. It's a good win, that Dan. Who do you want? Who, who, who do you? <laughs> For those that listen to the show on a regular basis, this is a feature, by the way. We just start to impersonate the hardest men on the planet. Um, so, all right, I'll be, I'll be Dan. Okay. I can't do Dan's accent, right? So we'll just go into Rocky, great victory. Who do you want next? Yeah, thanks, Dan, mate. It was, uh, you know, comfortable win again, Daddy Lansing. I, uh, you know, I just want to get back to Birmingham now and celebrate with my friends. Yeah, but that, but Rocky, this is a fantastic win. That's five on the spin, you know what I mean? There's some serious sharks in this welterweight uh, uh, division. Who do you want? Who's next on the list for Rocky Edwards? I'm just happy, Dan. I'm happy being in the UFC. Whoever Sean Shelby wants me to fight next, I'm quite happy, you know. That was me coming in from stage yeah. left. No! Rocky! No! <laughs> Just call somebody out. Colby Covington. Rematch oh, with Kamaru Usman. That'll be nice. Ponzanibio. Mm. Mike Perry. Perry. There's plenty of guys Perry's out there to the make shout. a name on. There's plenty of guys out there to make a name on. Perry's Rocky. the shout. Come on, son. 
Perry's the shout, isn't it? Hopefully he's standing in the mirror at home now after sessions every day rehearsing what he's going to say. And you know what? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a tough-ass fight because Peter Zabotta is a tough-ass guy. Yeah. You know, the guy is legit himself. But you know what? If Rocky was to lose against Peter Sabota, watch him tumble down cards. Watch him tumble. Mm. Going to go straight to the main event. We'll get to Jimmy in a minute, right? But I'm going straight to the main event because obviously Fabrizio Vadum, I'm really excited to see him because I've never seen Fabrizio live in the flesh fighting in front of me. I've only ever been a fan watching it in my armchair at home. And obviously he's taking on Alexander Volkov, who was last time out, mate. He was fucking dynamite, yep. wasn't he? Absolute dynamite. I personally think this is a really good matchup at heavyweight. Uh, we've got the number three versus the uh, the number eight. It's an opportunity for Alexander Volkov to make a real, real statement uh, in this division. However, he's taking on one of the best geezers on the map. Don't go down, basically. Stay yeah. on your feet. Otherwise, you're in a whole heap of shit. Yeah, I've seen... Um, I I'm looking f- flip of that. I'm looking forward to seeing Volkov fight live. Never seen him fight live. I have mm. seen Vadum fight live. I've seen him knock out Brandon Vera, UFC. Oh, I can't be asked Googling it. UFC, <laughs> whatever. It was in London though as well. He's fought in London and, and, he, and he won by knockout on that night. Um, I'm expecting him um, to, to, you know, to hopefully take this fight to Volkov. Volkov, I'll be honest, secretly, just between me and you and not letting anybody else know, I really want Volkov to win. Mm. Uh, I'm a massive fan of Vadum, don't get me wrong, and he's a he's a legend in the sport. You know, his, his career is just unbelievable. But I just think this heavyweight division is desperately in need of some fresh blood, isn't Mate, it? It's in desperate need on this of card, fresh injection. On this card, we've got Rocky and we've got Drago. Yeah. That's his yeah. nickname. That's what that's, they, that's right. he calls yeah. himself, yeah. So what an unbelievable treat you've got this weekend. Maybe the similar size matchups as well. Like yeah. Maybe that's what Rocky Edwards should do. Call out Call Drago. Out Volkov. Call out uh, Volkov. Three weight divisions above him. Yeah. Let's get in there, son. Fucking right. Rocky well, did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is nails his Volkov and he's tough as they fucking come and he lives up to that moniker of Drago. He, yeah. he will walk through. Um, I think the big threat is obviously if he does end up getting taken down. I don't know too much about his takedown defence, Volkov, but I know that he likes the stand and bang. And if it is a stand and bang, I think Volkov wins the fight in a stand and bang, you know? Yeah, well, he is a puncher, that's why. He's, you know, he's 19 knockouts and 29 wins or whatever it is, you know. He's a, he's a guy that's certainly got heavy hands, as he proved last time out against Stefan Struve, although in hindsight now, um, you know, it's knocking out Stefan Struve these days is no kind of mean feat anyway. So um, he has got losses against guys that struggle to make it in the UFC, like Tony Johnson and, and Czech Congo, which kind of stops you from getting too excited. Yeah. But he is a former Bellator champion, former uh, M1 Global champion, so he is absolutely legit. Um, but you're right, I think if it hits the mat, it's the doom all day, but then you could kind of argue that against pretty much any, any heavyweight yeah. in, the, yeah, in the UFC. Mm. Uh, but hopefully, because it's London, isn't it? Hopefully we get what we want, and that's a, a stand-up battle, and Listen, don't sleep on Vadum's stand-up either, as we know, since he's gone with Rafael Cadero, he's transformed his stand-up, uh, as so many heavyweights have, have discovered. So I think it could be, you know, it's one of them fights where you kind of go, mm. but it could be brilliant. Yeah, it could, it could be, be, be an absolute war. The fight before it, um, I'm anticipating to be good as well, mainly because there's a real opportunity here uh, for Jimmy Manoa, one of our own, one of the nicest guys, obviously he's a killer, but he's one of the yeah. nicest guys if you ever spend any time with him, yeah. uh, to make a proper statement. DC... He's fighting um, against Stipe Miocic in the heavyweight division, yep. right? Now, if he wins that, and I'm not saying he will, but let's say he wins that, he ain't coming back down no to chance. light heavyweight. No way. So, therefore, there's an opportunity at the top of this shark pool um, with the elite light heavyweights to, to grasp that belt and become the world champion. 
Jimmy needs a massive statement. He does, yeah. Big left hook knockout is what he needs. He does. Straight. Let's it, not fuck about. He does. He needs an OSP style finish, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, you know, which we which we got in Manchester. He need, he needs a he needs a Corey Anderson style first round knockout, which we got in London last time out. Um, Jimmy's Jimmy. We know what we're going to get from him. He's going to walk forward and he's going to throw bombs. Uh, he's got a sensational record in London. Um, you know, he, he loves nothing more than fighting in front of the London fans. And, you know, for, for a lot of fans on the night, this is kind of like the main event um, because Jimmy's one of their own or one of our own. Um, obviously, he's got a he's got a, a unanimous points win over Jan Blachowicz from Poland, which I mentioned earlier. That was a couple of years ago now. So I think he'll be looking to make a bit more of a statement this time. And, you know, he, he went the distance with him last time. I think Jimmy will want to be getting Jan out of there a little bit more uh, impressively. But Blachowicz has taken this fight, obviously, because he thinks that he he needs Jimmy Jimmy's scalp to kind of get in his yeah. spot. So I'm expecting a, a better version of Jan Blachowicz. But then, you know, Jimmy's spent an awful lot of time with Alexander Gustafsson these days, who for me is the most complete light heavyweight on the planet. So... Uh, active light heavyweight, um, so uh, not juiced, not juiced up <laughs> to the eyeballs, yeah. So, uh, so I'm expecting the best of Jimmy Manawa too. So, you know, hopefully we get a finish from Jimmy this time around. Then excited about it. Anyway, make sure you're uh, following us. Uh, on our social media at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Facebook in particular because me and Nick will be backstage early as well because it's an early start this. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be there most of the afternoon sticking microphones and cameras in people's faces, having a bit of a crack, sticking it all online so you can uh, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe watch it as you are coming down to the event because it should be an absolute cracker. It'll be live on BT if you haven't got a ticket as well. And on next week's show, we will give you a full review uh, and obviously build up to uh, uh, more UFC fights the week after um that's ufc london near enough done but there's been some other uh, little bits and bats that have been uh, floating around in the world of uh, mixed martial arts on last week's show thank you so much for all your comments towards nick's uh, radio city talk show uh, which featured uh, tim barnett a lot of you didn't know too much about tim barnett as uh, uh, before the interview uh, during the interview you fell in love with him a little bit and then obviously paid attention to his fight at the weekend in bama of which sadly he ended yeah. up losing which was such a shame because if he wins that he gains a shit load of momentum off the back of our interview with him last week yeah exactly the interview got shit loads of traction and mm. uh, I know Tim was really appreciative of all the comments people were making and and as I said when I previewed the show before the show even started last week I said you know you think you know fighters wait until you wait until you get to meet this guy completely a one off you know he's got an incredible view outlook on life um, I spoke to him after the defeat um, down in London of course he was devastated but for anyone that listened to that show probably realise he's not that down because he's very he's very happy with his place in the world he um, he realises he's got some issues to address and I think the cut so early on from the punch uh, he struggled to recover from. I know he, he, when I spoke to him, he said he had blurred vision and mm. that made him panic a little bit. Listen, this was a guy, who, this was a sixth professional fight. That's why these guys have fights. You know, that's why you, you have these learning fights. That's why you fight for Bama titles and things like that before you even start getting anywhere near the UFC. Mm. Um, Conor McGregor, as we know, lost to Joe Duffy, submitted by Joe Duffy in Cage Warriors many years before he got anywhere near the UFC. And, uh, you know, the beauty of MMA is, unlike boxing, there's not that pressure of having that undefeated record anyway, uh, as Paddy Pimlet proved, another Liverpool fighter who bounced back in style. And I expect him to bounce back in style as well. So for any all the nice people that listened to the show, that enjoyed it, that, you know, became Tim Barnett fans, fear not, he will be back better, I'm sure, and, and stronger and more confident than ever. Mm. Credit to Reese McKee as well. Credit to yeah, yeah, his yeah. opponents. Yeah, you know, he, he, the kid got knocked out by, by Tim, um, I think it was a year ago, and they do the rematch for the title, and and he gets revenge and knocks Tim out. So, mm. you know, that's uh, credit to him too. So, 
Yeah. Now, the majority of people know full well that I look after uh, our Instagram. And I told you about my messing about with uh, Facebook down the down the years and whatever, which has ended up getting me banned on several occasions. I'm currently yep. banned at this moment in time, but that's for something else. Anyway, um, Nick decided to have a little bit of a play this week. He, he just sent me this graphic. He went, yeah, stick this out, see what happens. Stick this out, see what happens, see if we can get anything on this, right? And basically what it was, it was a picture of his of his bum chum, Darren Till. I'm not going to say that to Darren's face when we win this week, but yeah, I can say it on here. Uh, and uh, Rafael Dos Anjos. And I went, is that confirmed? He went, no, I'm just going to try and make a fight. You've, you basically went, oh, Sean Shelby on me, is what you did, didn't you? Mate, that kid needs help. Sean Shelby could make a fight if his fucking life depended on it. Well, oh, he's so. going in now, and yeah, he's exactly. going, oh. Anyway, he sent me this picture of this graphic. He goes, just stick that on our social media and see if anything goes on. And I don't know, write, write some shit on there. Like, call some shit. <laughs> Trusting me to cause shit, knowing full well that I'll get us shut down. So I went on there and I said, obviously, Woodley's out. Wonder Man, because I thought I'd word it like you. Yep. Uh, Wonder Man's a pussy, is basically <laughs> <laughs> is what I said. No need for the Gunny Nelson fight, because he's for, it's just too easy. Um, Rafael Dos Anjos, just thought I'd chuck this your way. Uh, Dana White, fancy a piece of the pie? Fuck me, did it kick off. Every man and his dog's jumping all over it, for several reasons. Wonder Man's a pussy, you fucking arseholes, right? I got shit for that. Gunny's too easy, you fucking arseholes. You've, you're overhyping this Darren Till. No, we're not overhyping this Darren Till. We just want him to get a proper knock. We don't want him to fight Gunny because we genuinely believe it would be too easy. Yep. Don't get me wrong, Gunny's brilliant on the deck. Of course he is. Yep. He's very one-dimensional, though. He will never get to the deck because he'll be knocked out before he gets there. Yep. And then you've got Wonder Man, who just doesn't seem to fancy the knock with Darren Till. So mm. let's have a go with Rafael Dos Anjos. Why not, eh? He's just knocked out uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Okay. Ponzinibbio's just had a fight. Maybe he's a little bit beat up. There's no point in fighting uh, Mike Perry because he's gone down the pecking order. Who else is there? Colby Covington? He just doesn't want to fucking have a knock with anybody at this moment in time, does he? Which one's the cause fights? There you go. Let's do it. Down until Rafael Lasagnos, UFC 224. We've done your job for you. Sign it up. Absolutely. I'd like to say that was my own Photoshop job as well, but that was actually given to me. Turn the plate. Fuck it out. Someone's see what I mean. So, From the horse's mouth, let's say. Someone, someone gives him an idea and he goes, Yeah, I'll fucking sort that From out. From the horse's out. mouth, what can I say? But uh he's just desperate to fight. You know, Darren will we'll catch up with him in London this week. I'm sure we'll have some content to put out, but uh he's just desperate to fight, but you know, he realizes his worth to the UFC, he realises that the world wants him to fight and he knows there's a big pay-per-view show coming up in Rio and he's like, fuck it man, put me in with the number one contender, Brazilian then, in Rio like, that's that's Darren all over you know, people people are calling for him to fight Gunny Nelson in Dublin on a fight night card that mm. half the world isn't even going to tune into, what's the point? This kid wants to fight pay-per-view in Brazil against the Brazilian former world champion who's currently the number one contender and people are giving Darren Till shit, he's fucking crazy, people are saying he's dodging Gunny Nelson Forget about it, man. That's the fight to me. Absolutely. Mm. We're trying, mate. We're trying, Daz. We're, we're, we're doing our very best. Hopefully, speaking, by of, speaking of trying, we also jumped on his teammate this week because there was a, there was a pull-off on the UFC London card. Um, so that lightweight, uh, Nazrazat... Yeah, we'll butcher this kid now. Yeah, go on. Nazrazat... Hey, I bet Ben Chilly, check this out for pronunciation. Check this go out, yeah. Nazrazat Hachparast That's beautiful. Is unmatched at the moment. Alex mm. Reyes was uh, was mm. pulled off the card. So mm. uh, Hazras, we're being told, is definitely going to continue. But as at this moment in time, and it's been over a week now, mm. we still haven't been informed of a lightweight uh, replacement. Um, Darren Till's own teammate, Mike Grundy, who's, who's featured on bits and bobs of shows with us in the past. If you remember, I tried to match him up with Floyd Mayweather, uh, as you do. 
Uh, Mike's uh, former uh, Team GB wrestling star, come to MMA, he's got a sick record, wins everywhere, Japan, Russia, you name it. He was like, I'm a featherweight, but I'll quite, you know, I can make lightweight, of course. I'll step into the breach and Darren jumped behind it. We all jumped on it. Even Dan Hardy was tweeting about it. And, you know, this whole thing, barrage of tweets towards Dana White, Sean Shelby, Mick Maynard, the two matchmakers at UFC. And as of yet, still no replacement mm. opponents. So I don't know what's going on. Mm. That said, there's a handful of, you know, uh, people from my own fair city that I'd put in there. You know, Chris Fishgold, the current Cage Warriors lightweight champion, he'd have been a perfect replacement as well. So it's baffling why the UFC haven't made this change when they've had over a week to do it. But hopefully we do get a replacement and it makes sense for it to be another Brit. Mm. So I'm making a UFC debut. Now, some of you may have seen uh, a story going uh, around on social media regarding Notorious Newell. Notorious. Notorious Nick Newell, right? Now, I only know a tiny little bit about him. You've met up with him. Yeah. I know him well, yeah. You know him quite well. You've spent a bit of time with him. Yeah. Now, the story of Nick Newell is absolutely fascinating. You're going to have to give us background. You're going to have to give us uh, where he's currently at, hopefully where he's going to be going, and then the crescendo, which will blow people's minds as to uh, how he's got yeah. to this stage in his life. So Nick Newell is a lightweight fighter from Springfield, Massachusetts. Nice. Um, and he has currently, he, he fought at the weekend. Uh, it was his big comeback fight. He had some time away from the sport. He last fought in autumn 2015 on World Series of Fighting. He made his comeback with Legacy as a promoter he's fought for before. Headlined the card, won by first round neck crank. Um <laughs> And that was his first fight back, as I say, in two or three years. Prior to that, uh, he was already 13 fights, 13 wins, one defeat. So he's now 14 and one. So he's tidy. It's t- very tidy. His only defeat, Justin Gaethje, the fucking human highlight reel himself. Mm. Pretty much everyone who watches UFC's favourite non-champion lightweight. The guy is absolutely mustard, as we know. Uh, Justin Gaethje, of course lost his first fight Eddie Alvarez yeah, yeah, yeah. first time he's ever lost a fight was against Eddie Alvarez former lightweight champion former Bellator champion Eddie Alvarez future Hall of Famer Eddie Alvarez so this is the level we're at Nick Neal is fucking legit so I met Nick Neal a few years ago wrote a story about him for the magazine I was edited of at the time uh, I was out in Vegas went to Mr. Olympia bodybuilding tournament with him because you know I do that shit for kicks yeah Went there, we met up, we had a couple of drinks, met his partner, everything else, good night, cracking lad, you know, hopefully see you one day in the UFC, all that kind of stuff. And it surprised me a couple of years later when he, uh, he he'd had two wins after Justin Gaethje and then he retired. He retired from the sport and I was like, oh, it's kind of strange. And, uh, you know, I reached out to him and he's like, yeah, my body's a little bit beaten up, I'm going to recover and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, thankfully, a couple of years on. He's back. He makes his big comeback on Saturday night. He's now 14-1, and one, and there's calls across America to get this guy in the UFC. What did he come back in at the weekend? What uh, um, franchise? Uh, Legacy. So he's fought at Legacy at the weekend. For, which is a good level. Yeah, That's yeah. the same level Polly yeah, yeah. Holm was at. You know, the, the Legacy is a complete feeder league for the UFC. If you're headlining and winning on Legacy, your next stop is the UFC. This guy's been headlining big events, you know, domestic events, US events for a while. But for some reason, he's never got in the UFC. He's now 14 and 1. He's got to go in the UFC. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to know the one bit about this story I haven't the, even mentioned? It. Now, everybody's listening to this going, well, what, what's the fucking caveat? What's the, what's the source? What's the seller? Go yeah. on. Nick Newell is a congenital amputee. So he was born with only half a left arm. His left arm ends just below his elbow. 
and this guy is 14 and 1 in mixed martial arts against able bodied fighters against fully able bodied fighters he's fucking legit he's a jiu-jitsu brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt mm. he's a former college like standout college wrestler won all kinds of tournaments as a college wrestler purely based on it as I say I've spent time with Nick I've interviewed him before it was all based on the fact that growing up he was told he couldn't do it you've only got half an arm you can't do that you've only got half an arm you can't do it you can't play football you can't do this you certainly can't wrestle and he was like it was just that that I was like well I want to wrestle so I'm going to show you and the kids winning national tournaments as a wrestler was a standout college wrestler, was on the college wrestling team with half an arm. Fucking and then man. he goes into MMA and people go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You're getting punched in the face, mate. What are you doing? You can't get into MMA. You've got half an arm. He's 14 and one, Adam, in mixed martial arts at a good level. If it was any other fighter, I truly believe he'd have been in the UFC by now. His only losses to Justin Gaethje, a top 10 ranked lightweight in the UFC. Hmm. So what do you reckon he's holding him back? Is it the fact that the UFC are maybe looking at it going, because he has got half an arm and thinking to himself, what if... What if he gets sparked in his first fight? What if someone? What if he? If, if they, if they touch gloves to start the fight, and someone just throws a fucking big overhand right and it clips him on the chin? What if? That's that's the yeah, the, the, the thing but, behind the, it. But the what if is for any fighter, of course. It's irrelevant whether he's got, whether irrelevant whether he's got half an arm or not. It's yeah. Irrelevant, of course. But the flip side of that is, what an amazing story the UFC have got here. What an amazing narrative. How inspirational. Because I, I know now, even before he's in the UFC, Nick already does so much work with children who've got the same ailment, who've yeah, been yeah, also yeah. Uh, amputees, possible time congenital time. amputees. He goes around speaking to so many kids. If you follow him on social media like I do, he's always at hospitals, he's always at schools, he's always interacting with children, showing them you can do it. It doesn't matter that you've only got half an arm. You can do it. If you're massive, you've got half a leg, you can do it. You know, Don't let somebody put boundaries on your life. You can succeed in anything. So imagine how big his story would become if he won a fight if in the it UFC. Was in the UFC. If it, if it gone... Never mind... You know, this is a guy, his only losses against Justin Gaethje. Like, this is a guy that, on paper, doesn't just survive in the UFC. Could he go. He competes, Could yeah. have a go, you know, could really compete, could climb the rankings. And you know what? He's a fucking diamond of a guy as well. He got it. You know, he's got that pattern on the mic. He can talk. He he can sell himself. He understands the business. It makes perfect sense. I've, ju- I've just never understood why the UFC haven't bitten before. And then when he retired, I was like, ah. Oh. So when he came back at the weekend, I messaged him straight away on Sunday. I was like, congratulations, man. Hopefully... Hopefully this now will be that final push towards the UFC because it's a story that will go massive, not just in America, not just in the UK, but worldwide. For amputees worldwide. That's go, movie wow. shit. That's movie shit. That's exactly what it is. It's a movie. I know a few years ago they were talking about making a movie about his life as well, but obviously you're missing that Hollywood finish. The Hollywood finish is a win inside the octagon. He's a diamond. Hopefully it happens for him. If you, if you don't already, follow him on social media. Notorious Nick Newell, the lightweight amputee from Massachusetts, who is hopefully this year going to get in the UFC. And if you think that we're stopping there with uh, amazing stories connected towards the world of mixed martial arts, there's another one coming out of Brazil uh, this weekend, um, of which I don't, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what side I'm on. I don't know... What side of the argument I'm on of as to whether what's happening? <laughs> no, no, no. As to where this person should fight, whether yeah. it should be in against this sex or whether it should be against this sex. I'm obviously alluding to something here that people are going, "What the fuck are you talking about, yeah. Catarol? Tell us the story. So over in Brazil at the weekend in Manaus uh, at Mister Cage Thirty Four, 
Sounds like a decent decent event. Sounds like a fucking couple of nightclubs that I've been in. <laughs> that you've DJed <laughs> yeah, in, yeah? yeah, yeah. Uh, a transgender woman called Anne Veriato, um, she fought a man in her MMA debut. Now, so a transgender woman now living as a man yes, fought a man. Fought a man and won. Uh, she won the fight. Um, now, Veriato, her background is that she is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu competitor mm-hmm. and she only competes against men in Brazilian jiu-jitsu as well, uh, even though she lives her life and takes female hormones and is effectively a man, a, a female, but she was born a man. Um, but she refuses to fight against Oh, right, females. you confused me. Right, I thought it was She's the other way around. I thought it was the other way around. So, born a man... Born a man. Now living as a woman. I believe so, yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, you yeah. confused me. I thought you were going the other way around. I thought you were saying it was born uh, born as a woman, now living as a man. That's what I thought you said. So no, born as a man, now living as a woman. Living as a woman. That's so, what I thought it was. Right. Pretty sure it is. All right. So therefore, what you're saying is a female is now competing against men, yeah? Yeah. In, in real essence, yeah? A yeah. female, a, a, a transgender female is fighting against men. Yes. And has been doing it in the world of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and he's also now doing it in the world of mixed martial arts. Mixed martial arts. Right, okay. Right, you confuse me now. Well, right, now they, I don't know where my head's at now. You've mashed it even more. <laughs> so it, after they win at the weekend, she said, it's only, I find it only fair to fight men. Uh, this was with an interview with MMA fighting over in America. Okay. It never crossed my mind to fight a woman because I think I'm too good. If I beat men my entire career, I can still beat them despite the hormone process. I only yeah. know that I'm good after I beat men. Right. That's what makes me happy and hungry to train. I don't think it's fair to fight women. Do you know something? I'm probably on her side with that. Yeah. I think I'm probably on her side fighting with the uh, the birth sex. Yeah. Rather than the transgender sex. Yeah. Because in any other sport... Would you, if you were born a man, but you had transgender to become a woman, you were you were living your life as a woman. Yeah, you couldn't compete ha- as a female athlete. You would have to compete as a male athlete. No, would you? Even I though you were taking I don't the know. hormones, I don't, I don't know what the rules and regulations are regarding this. Yeah, but if you're living your life as a female, like you're saying, you are taking the hormones in order to make you more feminine, then you are in effect a woman. You are living life as a woman, aren't you? And therefore, should you not be able to compete against w- women? But then, of course, then you'll get all the bigots on the horizon marching down the hill going, hang on a minute, you can't have that. She's got too much testosterone because she's obviously got a baseline of testosterone from being, uh, being a man. From being a man. Mm-hmm. But she has taken the hormones... In order to quash that. ...to live the life as a woman. Yeah. So it's um, it's interesting. It's, a, it's an interesting subject. Um that won't be an isolated incident. That's just one that's obviously just blown up because of yeah. the fame of it at the weekend and it happening in Brazil. I would not be surprised if that is um, more common in other places all over the world. It's certainly interesting. She's only 21, so she's still relatively young as well. Mm. Um, but then, you know, at what at what stage do we kind of... At what stage does she does she qualify to be a woman then, or does she never? Does she always just compete as a compete against men? But what, what even if, though physically, yeah. But let's say she for ten looks years, like a woman. Yeah, but for ten years she's lived as a woman. She is a woman. She's living all her life, or every every day to day as a woman. But does she still have to compete as a man because she was born as a man? You know, and she's you know to look at her. Obviously, she's 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 got muscles because she trains Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, but she so trains MMA. But she's got breasts. She's got long hair. She's got, you know, lipstick. She's She looks physically like a woman. Yeah. But she's competing against men. 
I don't think this will be the last time that we hear of something like this. No. It's an interesting one. Interesting interesting side note on this week's show. One worth keeping an eye on. But she won anyway. Do you know something? I think I think if there was an argument that she felt that she was fighting in the wrong um against the wrong sex, then maybe there's an argument there. But I don't think there is because she's agreeing with who she's fighting against. Is that right? Yes, she's saying I only want to compete against men because I only feel okay. it's fair to compete against men. I think if there is a problem down the line where somebody then argues against, well, actually, I'm a woman now, I want to be fighting against women then that's maybe where the conversation begins. But if this particular athlete is comfortable, listen, yeah, I'm a woman, but I feel more comfortable fighting against the guys Yeah, because I think that is a more fair uh, comparison than, um, than fair play with, man. Crack on. Absolutely crack on. Yeah. She's only young as well, only 21. Like so. said, 21 years of age, yeah. yeah. Mad stuff. Speaking of mad stuff, um, what about... Um, <laughs> this is a wonderful... Um, segue into the next piece from obviously transgenders to uh, uh, the big truck Roy Nelson let's get in there shall we <laughs> not that they're connected in any way shape or form <laughs> uh, but he's fighting in Bellator against the geezer that's currently banned how can that happen yeah it's weird isn't it so Bellator have announced their, US, their Bellator 200 anniversary kind of card this is the other thing Bellator's fucking mad it's their big 200 card. So bear in mind when the UFC did their big 200 card, they had a gold canvas. They did it in Las Vegas, obviously. They brought back Brock or whatever it was. They had this fucking big, extremely huge like uh, anniversary event. Bellator have announced Bellator 200. They're doing it in London. So it's on tape delay back in America. It's not even live. To a London, to a UK audience that we don't get to watch Bellator live anyway. So there's not much of an audience here. Yes, they've peppered it with British fighters like Michael Venom Page, people like that, you know. But in the main events, they've confirmed Roy Nelson, who's just lost to Matt Mitrione in their heavyweight slash mm. legends farewell tournaments, will fight Mirko Krokop. Mirko Krokop is currently suspended by USADA for yeah. a ban for for the drug failure. Nah, it's all right. It's all right. Chuck them all in. It's just <laughs> it's mad. Isn't it's it? mad. It's absolutely mad. And I don't I don't know. On what level Bellator think that main event sells in this market to a brand that we don't get live in this market? Yeah, there's you know it'll sell, mate, because we're thirsty. Because it's crow cop. No, and we're thirsty. You yeah, because I mean? we get fuck, we, we get fodder. We get, we get absolutely nothing. So yeah. therefore, it's a London, case of London oh, gets, there's an event on. Let's go. London gets one show a year from UFC. There you go. Gets one show a year at the moment from KSW, which apparently are amazing. And Bellator are kind of dipping their toe over here every exactly. now and again. So, so maybe you're right. And you know, I think a lot of fans will take that out. You know, that aspect of well, it's Crow Cop. I want to be able to say I've seen Crow Cop. Well, mm. this is this is not the Crow Cop. This is not the guy you used to watch on VHS tapes fighting in Pride. You know, fucking left leg cemetery, right leg, all that kind of business. This is the, the artist formerly known as Mirko mm. Crow Cop, mm. a man who's trying to drain every cent, last cent out of his career while taking PEDs, Mirko Crow Cop, mm. against the Roy Nelson that, you know, is kind of also on his way back down the hill. So... I don't know. I don't. I still don't get this Bellator business model myself. But it is what it is. Who it's does? happening. And uh, regardless of whether you take drugs or not, apparently you're welcome in Bellator. So mm. um, there you go. There's all the bits and bats and news. There was no fights to obviously review at the weekend, and we're looking forward towards uh, UFC London. When you uh, when you going down to London? You're uh, you spending a week there, aren't you? We are your little pals. I'm gonna go. I'm going down Thursday morning. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny, right? Because um, on, uh, you only made that decision once the press release came out that uh, Paige Van Zamp was going to be on town <laughs> yeah. in town on Thursday morning. Oh yeah, I'll go Thursday. Fight's not till Saturday, mate. What are you doing down here? <laughs> There's no work to do. What are you doing? 
down there Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Back Friday, we've got a little. You've already Friday filmed night. your UFC uh, BT Sports stuff. We already know that. We've seen you in bloody widescreen. Why are you going down on Thursday? <laughs> Could be a nice out with the gorilla in there as well, I think. Ah, there it is. <laughs> Darren Till's in town. We fancy a few shows. Scouse night out. Scousers are in town. So if you're in London on Thursday night, watch out. The gorillas are about. There yeah. you go. Mm. Um, thank you very much for listening to us today. Um, make sure you're on our social media at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram because there'll be loads of behind the scenes stuff from UFC London. Yeah. Message uh, Nick Newell as well. Follow Nick Newell. Tell yeah, me do you so. all about him on Fight Disciples and we want to see him in the UFC. No, absolutely. Uh, you can subscribe to this on iTunes, Fight Disciples, and if you're on Android, at, oh, sorry, fightdisciples.com is the website. All the links are on there. Go and have a little bit of a nosy. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.